we are back with our second Zone of Truth episode. Mm-hmm. A little breakdown we do every 25 sessions to get a quick check-in with each character, where we're at, how everyone's feeling about the campaign, diving into the drama, the mystery, the suspense, the sexual tension oh my gosh. <laughs> of our campaign. This Alnix. Wow. All right. Uh, so words. I'll, I'll cut right there. Thank you. There. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Thank I'm, you. I'm like really excited for our, all of our listeners to yeah. hear that. Okay. I'll kick it off then. I'll ask questions. Thank you. Um, and if you have anything to interject, questions that you want clarification, whatever. Like, I'll ask. A, I'll ask a couple at some point. Okay, great. Um, so let's start with Devin because he's a good person to kick things off. So, sure. <laughs> how does Diego feel about the other characters in the story? You can go in alphabetical order. Let's start with Athena. Um, so Athena for Diego. Um, Diego feels. Um, it, it's more. Burn. Their relationship is is becoming more uh like like a big sister like in, in a more like caring way that in the past where like early on it was much more um antagonistic, antagonistic or like picking on um things like that but it's developed more into like a I wouldn't say it, like it's like almost like a sibling rivalry with some with some of the stuff like with like our chess match stuff, um, our I don't know repartee now or our our wit back and forth to each other is kind of fun now, where it's not just Athena um, just picking on Diego, but he he's confident he's more confident now that he's not um, shut down by Athena, but willing to kind of like talk back to her. And so I, I like that that's kind of how it's developed. And I'm excited to see what the future holds for that relationship. But I think that's kind of where I see it at right now is just kind of like a, a sibling relationship of of kind of just like, you know, more more like playfully teasing and stuff like that. Not so not that it was ever malicious from Athena, but just it, it wasn't it wasn't always very nice from her end. And now it's it. That relationship has improved over time. So Good. happy with that. So for Athena, kind of Devin kind of mentioned it, but it's way less antagonistic and way ma- less malicious than it was. I mean, she never tried to be malicious. She just picked on the easy target consistently. She t- saw the opportunity and took it without fail. She's noticed his merits more. He's proven himself a lot more. To her, so she respects him almost begrudgingly. Just that, like, he's not just this, like, stupid little brother type person to her that he has merit, he has value. His naivete, she can still just pounce on whenever she wants to, which is so funny because he's grown up on the streets. Like, he shouldn't be as naive and as sweet as he is. And that's why it's so funny to her because he's like, toughen up. Are you as. What are, are you supposed to be a killer? <laughs> like, so it's just funny. So she does. She sees his merit now, and it's way, way less bully 
way more uh comrades i guess is the is the best way that i would put it they're definitely comrades now um so with rio um i honestly feel like rio has become dio's closest friend among the group like they've had a lot more like heart to heart conversations um a lot more shared experiences things like that um they're they're a lot more connected by all of the trauma that we all just experienced. Um, just with Diego Tain, um, with Atticus, like those were all like um, defining moments of, of trauma, but that I feel like um, Diego is it just, Diego just feels much closer to Rio um, just as someone to confide in and someone he feels close to and he, he can always trust. And he's, and Rio's the one he's open that he's opening up the most to, um, with his past and things like that. And obviously, you know, he shared pretty much everything with everyone now, but like originally like the first person to share these things was with Rio. And so I think just like the closest friend. So that's how I describe it. Awesome. And I have felt since our last Zone of Truth to now, the last 25 sessions, our relationship has gotten way better, like much closer. There's like um, this, what's the right word? Like a tenderness to like our friendship that kind of doesn't exist between any of the other duos in the group. And so we're able to bring like this different dynamic um kim and i talked about this actually how every single pair in the group actually has something really different that it offers the group as a whole um no two relationships are even remotely similar (laughs) in the group so uh it was really interesting because at the beginning of this campaign i kind of didn't know what to do with you diego like i just (laughs) didn't understand you at all because you were too closed up i guess And after really working on it and trying to get you to open up, not because I'm like, I just need to understand how you work. It was just coming from a genuine place of just, I care about you. So let's be friends. And then once that happened, it was all very like easy. Like the friendship came really naturally once the guards came down. So that's been really fun to see and all the drama and trauma. (laughs) <laughs> Lots of trauma. Oh, delicious and exquisite. <laughs> and then for Tosh, um right now like Tosh and I have, have a lot of fun together, but I feel like I I feel like Diego's feeling a bit distant from Tosh these days. Um I think we're on two different paths and we haven't had a lot of um time together um like we've had experiences together and stuff like that but we've also had some some butting of heads and things like that and so i think there's just some some distance between us not that we're not not friends all of a sudden or things like that it's just i think of everyone in the group i just feel a little bit distant from tosh um whereas he and i started the campaign a lot you know closer together i think we've you know just the the past that we're on or the, just the things that we're focused on aren't in the same trajectory at the moment. But 
that's just how that's how I feel their relationship is right now. Soon to be mortal enemies. No. <gasps> Who knows? <laughs> Only time will tell. Yikes. Talon's making notes. He's like, oh, mortal enemies. Hmm, how can I incorporate yeah, that? Interesting storyline. Let's let's pursue that. <laughs> it's going let's along perfectly. <laughs> you want me to talk about him now? Um I think. Uh and it's funny because uh Kim used the word naivete. And like I was thinking about it before, and I was like, I want to use the word naivete, and I want to say it like that. And then Kim Go said for it. it. I, was little, I was like, dang it. Well. So, but now I'm just I'm using it again, but with uh, it's not like I'm just pulling it out of you know nowhere. Um, I know because you're copying me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think <laughs> I was thinking back on this. I think Diego, when I first when Tosh first met you, and then seeing that naivete that you did kind of have, like you were fun, but I probably and I think I I subconsciously kind of viewed you because I probably came in and felt like this somewhat world traveler and like experienced person and having been on a boat and just like traveled around and you were kind of locked up in ostium working in this shop and like doing cool things but like my respect level for you like your life experiences that you might have had um and trusting like your judgment in these different scenarios as we were traveling around things like that i probably didn't have that for you as much decision making and judgment out in like what i probably considered the world and with these different people, I probably didn't have that same respect for you as maybe like Rio, who had a, a broader life experience. And I guess Athena probably didn't have it so much, but she just projected it that like that the respect was there where you had this um, very well read. Whereas yeah, yeah, she had the she had the knowledge, but not necessarily yeah. the experience. Yeah. Um. But I think recently, especially, that's, that's definitely grown for you, um, seeing just how you handled different things in Glacium. And then, obviously, um, your most recent transformation to uh, New Diego. Um, like, I think the respect for you has grown. And while we are kind of on different paths and um, are thinking about different things like in i don't know in a lot of aspects the things that we're thinking about and worried about are different right now but we still do kind of have that brotherhood that that began a long time ago and i think like while it probably did start off with like big brother little brother just in how i treated you as far as life experience it's probably right. kind of evened out a little bit more uh it's like it's like how you might treat your brother growing up versus like when your brother's actually an adult and right when you're both you're, adults. Oh, and you, you can, can like, you can be you know friends so yeah and i and i agree with that too like i i really think there is that mutual mutual respect there and i and i hope that like when i say like i feel distant from you it's not that like that we're not friends it's just that like well i was definitely offended when you said that so well well what i see is compared to the others tosh and diego have had far less growth together than the others and that's i mean probably part of that is the fact that because you and i did start off together that like i think you know yeah that's the that's the thing you can see you can see the same situation with rio and athena right or like they haven't had as much and stuff but they've grown with the others so yeah so 
but there was yeah. more room to grow in those particular aspects. Right. Just to speak about Diego in general for a bit, maybe, uh, so we can each give a little um, blurb. Regarding any NPCs, not necessarily, but it sort of just plays to, in general, how Diego is portrayed at the moment. Um, and I think everybody is ready to see um, Diego uh, stepping up a little bit more. Um, you've gone through a huge change. I mean, a lot of people in uh, have recently. But um, for Diego, I think there's a lot of directions that you can take it. Um, and uh, um, Kim and Cameron both use the word naivete. Um, I think that what we would uh, not necessarily expect, but what we all want to see from Diego is uh, less of that, more uh, confidence coming out. And, uh, you know, that's, that's sort of like uh, my little, like, uh, um, in the corner, that's, that's what I'm uh, rooting for, for Diego specifically. And I, I don't think I'm alone in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I agree too. Like that's, that's the trajectory that I feel right now for him. Like, and like, I, and I want it to be a, like a natural thing. So I'm trying to like, I'm tr like right now I'm like trying to balance it. Cause he's like, he's gone through this transformation, but I'm also trying not to like, I don't know, just all of a sudden just be totally like totally different from how Diego has been. But like, I'm trying to just take all the things organic, but also just like whenever like all these things happen, like, so all the stuff with Atticus and like just the trauma we've gone through, like, I try to internalize that so that when I'm presented with like a new choice or new things down the road that like I take, I try to factor those, those experiences in so that I can be more confident or a little bit more um, cognizant of, of the decision-making process. Cause a lot of times earlier on Diego was very like quick or rash to do something and not really care about consequences um, and then, or try like, or try like, um, like the stuff that happened with, with Tosh, like kind of like going back on, on what he said, like kind of like being defensive and stuff like that about decision-making and things like that. Like those were all things of being like rash, naive, um, all in that vein. And so I'm, I'm trying to like learn from those experiences and then try to help, um, show that growth by when similar opportunities present themselves to like make a better choice or to think more through the, the whole process before Diego jumps to do something. Yeah. I think we've already seen a bit of that coming out um, in a way, like the loss of, you know, your sight has had to make you more cautious, but it's also had to make you more forward. You've had to 
be a little more active in your uh, approach to things because there's this whole aspect that you could be missing if you're not um, inquiring with NPCs and things like that, or even other players. Yeah, that's very true. I've noticed a little bit of a change in the way that you interact with Rio. Um, like even just like two, se- was it last session? Two sessions ago when I was pointing out like the white on your hair, you're just like, does it look good? I'm like, who's that guy? <laughs> like, you, that, you were, old Diego would have been like, is it, why is it white? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I need a higher colors. <laughs> like when, when that, when that moment happened, in my mind, I'm like, of, of all the things that have happened to Diego recently, like a streak of white hair, like, who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> a little, just let things roll off your back a little more. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I've got, I've got bigger <laughs> problems in my life and a streak of white hair. I'm like, I didn't even cool. take my teasing of you guys would, are engaged, practically. That you just let that roll off and that was so unsatisfying for me. Yeah, like, <laughs> Athena was so disappointed about that. <laughs> You're supposed to get riled. Why were you guys riled by the talk of your possible still Nuptials. pending it, your possible still pending engagement? <laughs> okay, um, before we switch to somebody else, I have one question for Devin. Okay. Um, Devin, if you could have a biography on one NPC, which would it be? Uh... A biography? Essentially, they're like everything about them from their perspective, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm torn between two. <laughs> okay. Um, one would definitely be Aegis, because there's there's just so much so, mis- there's so much there's, there's nothing going on there. He's just uh huh uh-huh, sure. <laughs> um, uh, the other one would be Diego Tain because I'm. Just wildly curious as to, uh, he's been doing <laughs> what? Like I just like, like the um, like uh, I would I would love to understand like the the intent behind him because like I yeah I just feel so much like drive and evil force behind him that I want to understand where that's coming from. Cause like, I like, yeah, I just, I would like to know that. So, but yeah, those are the two. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Okay. Callan, before we move on from Diego, then what is one of your favorite moments, like Diego moments in the campaign? <laughs> favorite Diego moment. Probably because um, Devin and I worked on the moment together and it was just so awesome to see it come to fruition was how he changed um, with his loss of sight and how we were able to work that out in a, in a fun way. Obviously he didn't know what exactly was going to happen, but I said, be, you know, in a, in a way as just letting him know, be prepared to, uh, use this immediately, sort of a thing. <laughs> it's happening. 
that was a good. that was a really fun moment. I I enjoyed I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was it was fun and and, and he rolled like crazy well the entire time. Really, yeah, really exciting to listen to. <laughs> those, those rolls were very thematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. They really were. <laughs> good work. Okay, Kim, you ready? Ready. All right, and you got a baby too. Yes. Tom, do you have a preference on who goes next? Yeah. No. Okay. All right, Kim, you're next. Good. Okay. So let's talk about your relationships with individual players. And then okay. before she moves on. Oh, no, she player, should talk about herself first. Okay, talk about yourself first. What's the prompt about herself? Yes, what's the, like how much time? How do, do you have? feel your character has changed since the last time we did this? The last zone of truth. Um, well, I've gone through a paradigm shift since the last uh, session, so we can't count that. We had to go before. I mean, there's that. a reason, like, oh. yeah, there's a reason this is now and not one prior. That's part of the 25. Get into it. Right. Well, you can talk about that change. That's a big part of it. Okay. So there was a lot, starting with Ausisma, uh talking about becoming the leader and taking the mantle and carrying responsibility, and then Felix uh, making that tenfold uh important to her bring that to her attention and kind of thinking okay maybe i do need to grow up maybe i do need to focus and just do it. but she didn't have a real drive to do it like yeah it was important to find vivian it's important to find these portals everything was was just like an adventure and it was really cool but it didn't hit home it wasn't she didn't have a drive and a purpose yeah at all so even as she's growing and maturing in these relationships having to deal with other people it was a big thing for her but she hadn't changed very much and um so after having that conversation with her dad <laughs> and um and learning and feeling those things for her and having that relationship just start to bud and then realizing that that was all it could ever be was very uh, hard <laughs> for her. So finding out about Merlin and, <laughs> and what happened to him, that is now her trajectory. That is her why, where she hasn't really had a why in this campaign. She's had Vivian who's been on a pedestal, but now she knows that Vivian is somehow involved in her dad's death and she doesn't know what to do with that yet. That that can't compute. And she, we're right there trying to find her and she has no idea. But that is now her drive is she has to find out how to get to this portal, how to figure out what happened and this demon that she now is a vessel for like there's just so many questions that give her motivation now which is really cool because it makes her now realize how precious people actually are where they've never been that way to her um because she's always felt alexis and i've talked very in depth about this but she's always felt disposable to people and so that's how she's treated everyone else with the exception of Rio. Because <laughs> Rio was the first person 
who surprised her. So now I'm talking about Rio. <laughs> we're just we're just going to transition there. So, um, yeah, Rio was the first person that surprised her and like genuinely cared about her, and so Athena latched on to that. She just saw Rio for exactly what she was, and just that she wasn't all that she was portraying to be. Anyway, she just was very intrigued by that and just cares very deeply about that friendship even if she doesn't always show it or portray it that's something that's very important to her um what were we supposed to say about relationships just how they've changed truth. yeah like what's has your relationship developed so, oh then? yes okay thank you so uh athena's okay to challenge rio a little bit more now than i think we were like she has a where before she's like, just do whatever you're going to do, but com- she's more comfortable asking you and calling you out just a little bit. She won't ever tell you what to do unless it's very entertaining. She'll make suggestions <laughs> that that will amuse her. But like one of my, uh, one of my favorite moments was after the, the ball. And I asked Athena, like, do you want to go get Atticus? You know, and she says, nope, and just takes off. And she just, and like, you'll never get that back. (laughs) But it was just like in that moment, Athena kind of had that insight where Rio didn't. Like it was, that was, that for me, like that was interesting to play out. But Rio will always be very, very important to her. And oh, and seeing her no longer be the damsel in distress is also very, very interesting. Because for Athena, it was always just protect Rio or or making that call. Do I make the big blow to the bad guy or do I heal Rio <laughs> essentially was which one am I going to do? And I never knew where it was going to go because <laughs> that was a hard call for me to make on several occasions. So seeing you uh, come into your own as a warrior is very, very cool for Athena. I feel like. Does that answer the question well enough? I think that was very obvious. I feel like you nailed it. Now, everyone else. I get to say something now. Um, I actually didn't notice this until you pointed that out, but I feel, well, Callan said, similarly to Tosh and Diego, like Rio and Athena's relationship hasn't necessarily gotten closer. Mm-hmm. As the sessions have gone on, like it's pr- been pretty consistent, but like it's not, it's not like we're growing closer together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not until you just started talking that I realized in the last, for the last little while, I have not been deferring to you for your opinion right. uh, anymore. But I don't think that that's because I don't value it or that I don't <laughs> care what you have to say. Mm-hmm. It's just that I'm being more comfortable making my own decisions and I don't yeah. need you to tell me what to do anymore whereas before i really just had no idea <laughs> what was going Absolutely. on and i no, just wanted really that. uh-huh but like i think it's one of those kind of relationships where it's like we could not talk for months at a time and the love is still there like there's no deterioration of the friendship or the relationship at all um just because we aren't having all of the the talks that like in game that maybe are happening, you know, that would have been happening just because right. we're not seeing all of that. And even if it's not actually happening, like 
there's I don't feel like there's actual distance between our characters. No, I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. So with Hosh, I think for Athena, Hosh is her equal, but on the opposite uh, end of the spectrum. So when they first meet, he was traveled, he was experienced, he'd done all these things that she'd always wanted to do. And that annoyed the hell out of her. Like, and he just comes in there all cocky and then, and then shows the scroll and she's like, okay, well then that's really cool. So, all right. So it's been, it's kind of been a respect, uh, a respectful thing where she recognizes what he has to offer, even though she does have a huge superiority complex, she still recognizes that he has his place. He he can hold his own. Basically, she doesn't have to worry about his gun going off or her getting killed by a giant. Like she doesn't have to worry about Tosh, and that's and that's something that that's good for her because she can kind of count on him, even though she would never ever ever admit to it. So when he <laughs> runs off and does stupid selfish stuff, like she gets mad, but she also gets it. <laughs> she gets it to a point where she would never admit it because again, the superiority complex. But she does. Like game recognize game, you know. But <laughs> on the other side, <laughs> I don't know. But they, but they had the coolest. Uh, for me, I like that when they talk about like the things and the theories and the people and what they had. Like there is a trust there that I think that is really special. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's been this way kind of the whole time. But anytime there's something serious that Tosh feels like he needs to talk about he goes to Athena mm-hmm. and just relies on her because he respects her opinion and also respects that she has a different perspective on things because mm-hmm. she's coming at it from uh, just a, she, she just views things through a completely different lens. And so he'll go and um, check in with her to get her perspective on that type of stuff. And also when he needs help with things, you know, if it's trying to figure figure something out or understand something better you know it's it's kind of like the Hermione Granger a little bit like being able to have like the resource there that's just a a good solid friend you can trust you don't have to worry about and just you know has your back so game recognize game (laughs) game recognize game Callan what thoughts do you have on Athena what do you want to share with us about Athena? Um, uh, well, thoughts on Athena. Uh, Kim's got a very solid perspective on Athena. A lot of what she said was what I was thinking about her. Um, And a lot of the things I just couldn't really talk to her about. It was more just subtle encouragement in whatever way I could just to uh, get things um, in the in the right place for the right time. Um, it's been... Uh, 
very easygoing. I think Kim and I just have a very similar train of thought on things when it comes to Athena. It's almost like I don't need to... Um... Well, it's even like crazy because when we're developing the character, I'm like, I want her to have a sword that's like hidden. And he's like, you have no idea how perfect that is. And I'm like, I just think she'd have a sword. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, like, oh, I think I can work with that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's, let me write that out here real quick. I th- I've got one in mind for you. I'll just work that out as it plays through. Like, really? Like, I've just been picking up that wavelength, and it's been really cool when it is right. <laughs> it's not, it's fine. But when it is, it's great. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, for, for Athena, it's, um, how I expect her to, or what I want to see more from her is to take that lead. Now that she has that drive, um, she really hasn't had a stake in any of it up until now. There's been like some curiosity about who she is and maybe she'll get answers, but now she wants the answers. She needs the answers. And she, I mean, she's already on the, on the path to get them. Coming for you, Vivian. Gonna go. oh. <laughs> what is one of your favorite Athena moments, Calvin? Hmm. That's tricky. Um, the conversation between Merlin and Athena was literally something that I've been working towards since the very, very beginning. Um, I knew that, you know, certain things needed to be in place in certain ways. Um, That definitely was a culmination of a lot of things I had been working towards and being able to see it play out better than I had ever hoped. Uh, it was, it was, it was fantastic because not only did I get to do the conversation in that way, but she had follow up for it. And she had questions about the sword. And so in that moment, I was like, oh, what would she see? And, you know, started going deeper, deeper into that. And, you know, it was it was very cathartic moment, the entire bit for me. Uh, Me too. For some reason, I don't know. For some reason, there's crying. It was really good. I think uh, Kim and I already talked about this, so I'll say it for the class. Um, (laughs) Something that I thought was really cool about that conversation is like that is the first time in 50 sessions that we saw Athena like truly be vulnerable. Like she actually dropped everything and you can hear it in her voice because at the very beginning of that conversation, she's still like snippy and then she gets more and more like you can actually like 
hear the levels of emotion as her walls are literally crumbling down as this conversation progresses to where, like, by the end of it, there's nothing left except, like, purely her, like, this little girl, like, talking to her dad. And it was really, really beautiful. It was very sweet. Beautiful way of putting it. Do you have any questions for Athena? Or anything you want to know from her? Well, Kim, if you could have a biography on any NPC, like just the full story, here's everything about them, all the stuff that I'm not telling you, here it is. No, that's my favorite. Athena wants one on everyone, especially Vivian, Merlin, Felix, Dasko, and Aegis. Hmm. And Zerini. I'm just throwing her, and uh, Ulfgar. You have to pick one. Who's it going to be? But, uh, Tim. No, because I don't. Okay, is it unbiased? Who's writing the biography? Yeah. It's (laughs) completely unbiased. Every single question you have is is answered to its fullest. It's a glory book. (laughs) This one. All right, then. uh, I would pick Vivian. Okay. All right. You're up. The question, give me the prompt again. The first prompt is, how do you feel Tosh is doing now versus before? Grown since last. There you go. Tosh has grown, but he's also had to deal with a lot. Um, That's put him in tricky situ like difficult situations things he's never had to deal with before um and it's just been i don't know it's it's just been a lot of emotions for him going in feeling like Felix was his dad and trying to get a read on him and then going up the mountain and having his kind of first experience with the rage and the anger and the lust for power um, that Lee Tu was feeding him and never having experienced that before. And then coming back down, discovering or fighting the dragon, discovering that Dasko was actually his real father. It wasn't Felix. Uh, the trial, you know, where all that happens. And like, I, I feel like I'm, I, I may be headed back to prison or something like that, feeling like everyone's out to get me. There's just been so many different things. And then, and then Dasko and it's like coming to terms with that and then finally having a conversation with him. Um, and then, you know, what just happened recently with, with, uh, kind of that power, the, the urge for power coming back and seeing all of his friends around him starting to have, you know, like these things start popping up and people are starting to change and him like realizing this is the moment and he can go for it. And, um, I don't know, it's been a lot to to process and go through and like he's definitely not fully evolved yet and i think he's being torn in a couple of different directions because there's the responsibility of everything and the responsibility of um helping take care of the group and and getting us you know trying to get us where we need to go but also the personal journey and pull kind of away from that a little bit too and not not knowing where that's going to end up those were just a bunch of words so, but, like, I think he's still in the middle of it. 
like he doesn't know fully who he is yet or where he's going to be because it's all he's still kind of evolving and growing and being pulled in a bunch of different directions. Awesome. Okay. Um I'm the only one left, so Rio. Caution Rio. Me go first? Yep. There hasn't been a lot going on between us since the there was the kiss. And then uh, you got mad at me. <laughs> then the locket. Then the locket. <laughs> and uh, we haven't spoken much really since then. And part of that, I mean, part of that's probably just circumstantial. I think part of it in game, honestly, too, is like Alexis and I feel weird like talking to each other and having a conversation with each other with everyone else there. So we don't defer to that sometimes. Like we did that a lot. I don't know. Do you feel like that? I feel like that. We with us sitting next to each other. Sometimes it's weird to have a conversation with the person sitting next to you and like being like, "Hey, guys, bye." (laughs) But we haven't spoken much since then. And and honestly, like I've like there's been times where like, is there anything I have to talk to Rio about? It's like, oh, we'll just like kind of. (laughs) <laughs> See, uh, we'll just like kind of keep just keep riding this wave and pretending like uh, not you know like nothing's really going on so Rio's probably the one that I'm least connected to in the group I think Tosh still is intrigued by her and obviously like she's the she's the pretty girl in the group so it's kind of there's just like that that uh sexual tension <laughs> yeah what's pr- it's definitely it seems like it's one-sided though for sure <laughs> i didn't talk about that with athena though like, i guess i don't know what what it could just be interesting with i don't know what say it i don't i i think that's uh well you need I, to get tasha's perspective character. yeah it hasn't happened his character so i guess from tasha's perspective athena is just like a really trusted friend or whatever but like there'd have to be some sort of inciting incident but that could be a really intriguing kind of thing it's been kind of we've discussed it it's been in the background for a while but just that moment hasn't arrived yet diego or diego (laughs) i'm always here to (laughs) us you 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 were on a boat (laughs) i was i was just a poor workshop (laughs) servant (laughs) diosh Josh. <laughs> so yeah, I think Rio and I are pretty are stagnant right now. Yes, I would agree with that assessment. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? Add something. Yeah, well, I'm just saying I agree that it's stagnant. Like I agree with that. Like, and I agree <laughs> that we're probably the farthest apart in out of everybody in the group. Um, I think you taking it upon yourself to be so. Uh, uh, aggressive with Rio, just kind of with the kiss. Not just that, though. Kind what of else? with everything. <laughs> the way that you interact with her uh, has just made it so. Articulate this. But interact when? We haven't in a while. Right. We haven't in a while, and that's kind of why is. It has 
it just kind of, it's like you only take an interest when it has something to do with how available she is to you. Like that's when you want to talk or that's what you want to talk about, or that's like, you're trying to push an angle. And so because of that, it's easy for her to just kind of dismiss you and just kind of write, write it off because it's like, well, you don't know me. You don't know me. And so how could you actually care or where is that even coming from? You know? So that's why I like, it's hard to be friends when they're still like this, like, will they, won't they coming from you on the table, you know? The one-sided will they, won't they? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, oh, um, but Cameron, don't take any of what she said as a negative thing. It's just how your characters are sort of playing out. Oh, I feel like um, very personally, like in our marriage, like there's... there's well, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, don't take it personal, Cameron. I think you two in real life might still have a chance, you know, it's... Uh, I think it's going to be okay, guys. This is professional DM opinion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I had a question uh, for, like, is Tosh, uh, or was Tosh at all jealous with the whole with like the ball where Diego asked uh, Rio first where like, cause like that was your, in- your intent. But then like, he did still ask her. No, I know he asked her, but like found out that like, it was too late. I'm just curious if there was any, like if there was any, like, cause I, I don't think it ever came out. If there was any, jealousy yeah, there was the way that session kind of happened. There wasn't like a lot of time for that type of stuff to play out. Like there were and things I that I wanted to like, to have happen with with Athena during that that we didn't fully get to play out because Diego Tain arrived, you right. know. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think there was a jealousy, but Tosh tried to play it off like it was all cool. Yeah, and like him and Athena kind of went and got a little tipsy together, right? Before everything happened, you know. So yeah, it was there. It didn't happen, but I think there was definitely some yeah. jealousy for that. But it also, like, that's my short. That's Tosh's shortcoming. Is like. And I can't remember what prompted you to ask her. I was know, goaded, I was goaded into it because of stupid Berthor trying to get me to right. pick out my there was, there was a little bit of arranging of things right. going on on my right. end too. Yeah, so, yeah, so but and so like Tosh but Tosh probably was like wasn't thinking about that. He was just like, Oh yeah, like like we'll, <laughs> we'll go and it'll be a great time. Yeah. In the Berthor, the <laughs> puppet master. Miniatures. <laughs> so and you two will go to the ball together. You two will go here. I did have some moments where, like, he was he was trying in Tasha's way with with Rio, where like with the crossbow. Yeah, in your way. In Tasha's way, you know, and like, but it's all dumb, like, and that's not that's not what Rio wants or needs, and so that's and that's fine. But like, I think there was some moments like that, and maybe some more of them will come out in the future. Why didn't you try and teach Athena how to use a crossbow? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> why? She didn't can handle yourself. He was really just worried about you, Rio. That's all it was ever. Purely right. concerned. concerned about your safety. Deeply concerned. That was the only reason. Deeply concerned. Hey, Callan, your thoughts on Tosh? Yeah. Um, my thoughts on Tosh. Uh, 
Todd and I have this freaking dumb dynamic that goes all the way back to high school. Like every time Kat... <laughs> there's just what? funny stuff that you do that like I'm like, oh dang it. That like you can you treat me you can treat me differently. Cause we I can try to think. Uh maybe can you remind me? You have I don't know. Me? Yeah. I know nothing about your relationship with Callan in high school. <laughs> Well, we just like Callan used Callan always had the upper hand on me with stuff. Like we'd like mess with each other and then Callan I feel like always had the last word. So like <laughs> always like had the last like it was like, oh yeah, okay, he got me. Like or whatever. <laughs> and that still carries out today and I hate it. <laughs> Sorry. Um probably do love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh so for Tosh. Like he said, there is a rift welling within him, definitely. Um, He's torn both morally and just within the party itself, I'm sure. Um... And he he is still trying to figure out, you know, what his role is and everything. And what it really does mean to be an adult. Like, those are the types of things that he is um, facing now. And it, it was... It was, uh, I was really glad that uh, Tosh went and was able to have that conversation with Dasco, not just to, because, you know, you listen to the session, it sounds like a counterplay between Felix and Dasco, their sides of the story of what was going on. But what it really meant to me was supposed to show a juxtaposition between um, Tosh and his father and uh, Athena and her father, that those conversations that they got to have, just the, there are uh, similarities between the two. Ultimately, you could tell that the father's, um, care for you know their children and it was different in in multiple ways tosh um you know he adasco had no knowledge of tosh up until recently and when you look at athena with merlin that he knew about her from the very beginning you know but was unable to talk to. And, you know, just various uh, different um, similarities, yet dichotomies between the two. Um, And I think Tosh, uh, his relationship, (laughs) the... um, duality that he's going to have not just with uh, a little bit of just foreshadowing in a way the dualities are not going to end with him uh if you haven't noticed uh he is in possession of a sword 
that belongs to a specific God, but someone else has been calling out to him the entire time. So there's a lot going on there as well. So I hope you're ready for a lot of very interesting development with Tosh. And I want to, I want to um, see how Cameron, how a person deals with these kinds of decisions. I'm really what's looking that? forward to it. What I was going to say, what's been so fun about this campaign? When when we did when we did uh, the other campaign too, I, I think I don't know. It's just been what's been so fun about this and about just D and D kind of in general is I can look at these characters and the situations they're in, whether it was Wing in our previous one or just or Tosh. I feel like it's kind of been uh, even heightened because Tosh is a more intelligent character than Wing was. So like he looks at things differently, but like Cameron can step back and look at things. And it's like, okay, this is really how I should respond. But then to really just get into that character's headspace. And it's like, no, this is what he's going through. And he would respond completely differently than I would. And then trying to play that out and justify it, justify those actions as someone else. <laughs> it's just been so interesting and fun um, to just fully get in their headspace, but then also be in my own headspace too, where it's, you know, and you're just like seeing things from all these different angles and everything. So I'm excited to see how it plays out too. And how those, uh, how hopefully Tosh responds to these <laughs> situations, not Cameron. Yeah, because Cameron's definitely helping to defend us from the cave bear, but Tosh was going for the sword. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So, been great. He's great. That's super fun. So, um, Cameron, if you could have a biography on it, any NPC, who would it be? The full story, all your questions answered. And see, and I'm torn there too. Between. Uh, it would either be Dasco or Orson. And I haven't, like, in game, I haven't actually interacted with Orson. But um, I feel like Tosh. Tosh obviously really cared about Orson and looked up to Orson and just to then, you know, after he's dead and realize that that was your, his grandfather the whole time. And, and you connect some of the dots, but there's so much that you don't understand that was going on behind the scenes. I'm sure about you, you know, so just, I think that would be really interesting. And then Dasko, obviously just to, I don't know if I can like I I you know I I still don't fully know if I can trust him. That's fair. So. Did you have a favorite Tosh moment or a moment mm. that you really like with Tosh? Favorite Tosh moment. Um. Oh, it's a hard decision there's been so many <laughs> well it just it's like all his interactions with Lee to um, 
He's asked very good questions at times. And... Um, okay, I know what it is. It's definitely... Uh, definitely the trial um, in general was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't want to say to do to Tosh or to do to Cameron, but, but that's your mentality <laughs> when you're DM. It's like everyone else is here along, like to play, but like you treat me different. You're like, what can I do to you? <laughs> that, that's what I mean. Okay. That's oh, I mean. in that moment specifically, <laughs> that was probably the last time I was thinking, what can I do to Tosh? <laughs> no, that's that's a bad way to put it. It, it was um, similar with like Athena. It was a culmination of a lot of things. Um, you finding out like your true uh, parentage and everything about it. What the letter actually said, though Athena, you know, came in with that with the la at the last moment. Um, and yeah, That's fun. and it's been it's been well. It's been a very long time since, you know, what kicked all of that off. What was it? Session four or five? Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. When you met uh, Eric. Eric. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, still waiting for that to come back in at some point, too, man. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, He's somebody who, you know, appeared just once, but his influence has been felt throughout. And that's um, through Tosh, especially it's, it's been, it's been really cool being able to play that out. Mm -hmm. Rio's turn. Rio's turn. My turn. Okay. Just my own growth, how I feel yeah. about that. Um, she's way more comfortable sleeping outside <laughs> than she was at the beginning of all of this. Um, so I've evolved in that way. Um, I think one of the biggest things that has been changing for real, and this has kind of been happening since the beginning, and it's been more gradual. It's not like a sudden shift. Um, but it's her learning how to take control of her own life and to find her own voice in things, um, because she's just been so duty bound to her family for so long and was really okay with that for so long. <laughs> and then, and then it got blown up, um, with her sister getting married. Um, and so that's been, that's been like a really fun journey to go on through her own head <laughs> after that happened. Cause I really just wanted to play that as authentically as possible. Like with someone who like was growing up or just knew that this was going to happen. Like at this point in my life, this was going to happen. So everything, especially in her adulthood has just kind of been culminating towards that in particular, and to have that like ripped out from underneath her, even though it wasn't necessarily something she wanted, really threw her 
for a loop and um just dealing with some residual stuff from that there was like so much happening that was such a big twist that was like twist on top of twist on top of twist on top of twist it was like your engagement's over because your sister married him but he looks exactly like diego oh also he's a demon and your sister murdered your best friend okay and deal with that <laughs> ready go <laughs> so it was a lot of things like even just one of those things would have been uh dramatic enough for her to have like it would have caused a lot of change in soul searching in her um something kind of residual from just the just assuming that Diego was a totally different person and it wasn't a demon. If it was just the engagement, like just the betrothal that had been taken away, uh, something that she's kind of struggling with right now is would I have had the courage to walk away from that or was I going to go through with it? And she doesn't actually know the answer to that. And she's becoming the person that she wants to be. And having the kopesh and communing with Galatine and things like that has has been helping her in that way. Um, because she's finally allowing herself to really think about what it is that she wants. Because she has that freedom now where she never really did before. And so she's letting her, she's going to be a little more fluid with her um, decision making and sexuality. Sexuality, okay. You just said fluid, so I thought that's it was not. <laughs> I know. I'd go when you say fluid. She had this, like, she was kind of stuck inside this box for a while, and now she's ready to see what else is out there. So that's that. Challenge. What do you? What's your favorite Athena moment, and what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. Rhea, Rhea moment. Yeah. Oh, that one. Go back to me. Go back to Athena. Come back to them. We are just to reiterate what I said about Athena. What are your thoughts on Rio's journey? Oh, Rio's journey. Um, your favorite Rio moment. Hmm. Um. With Rio, um, it's very easy to, or she asks, this is more an Alexis thing, she asks the right questions through her character. Um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I don't plan things very well. Um, I have an idea, you know, here's the idea, Pepe <laughs> Sylvia, you know, all, all up over here. Um, but being able to connect it and zoom in on parts and be able to link them together um, without just, you know, talking at somebody for, you know, an entire day ad nauseum. Um, she's able to find those little links, even though she's not aware of it, that I'm able to expound upon. Um, 
because I've had all these thoughts before, they're just not organized. So uh, role-playing with Alexis specifically um, help, uh, very much helps me organize thoughts as they go about. Um, with the... Um, coming up with the idea of giving her a violin, um, specifically something I struggled with for a very long time, like what's something that uh, Rio would use? You know, I'm, I'm thinking of weapons. I need to think differently when it comes to her. Um, and all, all that I had was the violin and, you know, came up with, there's a little JPEG. I'm like, woohoo! done that's all the planning i had that's that literally was it that was uh, just like i'm going to she it's going to turn into a violin everything else was just um via her prompts of everything going on and how she um create uh helped create the situation Um, that that was probably one of the coolest moments for me interacting with Rio specifically with with Alexis because um, you know everything about that scene was just being made up as I said it you know it was uh, just just a, a very cool experience. I have a question about that actually because. Okay. Your audio cut out while you were talking and it didn't record either. So <gasps> I'm actually missing a piece of that and I want to know what I'm Which missing. part? I feel like you reference it later and I'm like, what is he even saying? Did you, was there a part of that flashback where she saw Felix using a violin? Oh, I just misspoke. I oh. said Felix, but I meant Atticus. I listened to that back. I'm like, oh, I said the wrong name there, didn't I? Okay. Well, there is something missing in that uh, in that exchange because you said take a step forward, and it was something to do with the kopesh. Take another step forward; it had something to do with the loot. Kopesh loot. We missed the second one; it's gone, and then it was kopesh again. Like it cut out. And I'm. Oh so no! I gone forever. Gone forever. <laughs> That's fine. That was really cool, though. I loved that scene. It was beautiful. It was. Yeah. Um, it yeah. It was. It was a very cool moment. Um, the other similar moment that I already spoke about was with Kim and Athena when she um, was able to finally. Uh, What's the word when you do the thing with a magic item? A tune. Yeah, a tune with Excalibur. Yeah. I did a tune. That was my question. Wondering. Yes, I just haven't uh, made those yet. Okay. That's really. I feel like I just want to interject for Rio really quick, unless you want to answer the biography question. Yes, same question, Rio. Hmm. One NPC. You can tell us who you're struggling between, but you have to give us the one. 
struggling between my mother and Igneal. Uh, Give Igneal a mystery, man. <laughs> You're going to figure him out anyway. And... What counts on actually writing a biography on these people? No, you don't want to. Okay. So by the next time we play, we want novelizations. <laughs> I want the Book of Ages now. Book of Ages. That's incredible. <laughs> well, I think at the beginning of this campaign, I was afraid to know kind of what was going on with my mom. Like, it was sort of one of those things where it was like, maybe it's better that nobody knows what's going on. Because maybe it's so horrible and bad that I wouldn't want to know. There's a reason why my dad doesn't know. I don't know. Like, it was kind of something that she was afraid of finding out. And now it's like, what the heck is going on? Who was she? I'm following in her footsteps, and I don't really know who she was at this point. So that would be interesting to get to see. And then Igneal, too. Because that's been a really fun interaction. To go back and listen to our interactions since the beginning. That's been a very interesting development. Because that happened very naturally. Um, <laughs> the one time she makes an idiot of herself flirting with somebody. Was Igneal? <laughs> at the very beginning. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, and then there were just like a couple of more conversations that happened after that were very much like, oh my gosh, what I really would love to have with anyone in this group, like this understanding, this level of <laughs> mutual understanding I actually have with this guy that completely completely platonic at the time it was just like why did i make an idiot of myself in front of him <laughs> when so, that could be cool so yeah i'm curious about him i know he goes back to the beginning too so there's a lot there that we don't know so i'd be curious about him as well you're saying kim oh yes i was just going to add kind of what Callum was saying about how you're uh, so great to role play with. Like, I feel like Rio's transition, um, like out of everyone, like you've just seen your growth so much. And like, we haven't touched really on your backstory. Like, yeah, you've dealt with the most recently, like what you're saying, like it was all bam, bam, bam in one day, but your growth was already happening. And so to like to see Rio come into her own, even before we even like, deal with all your stuff is really cool. Just like watching that metamorphosis. It's been really cool. And seeing you play that. Bravo. That's all. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else there? I could go on. You want me to, I more. could say, there's I more I could say. <laughs> Tell me more about how wonderful I am. <laughs> <laughs> More please. Nice notes. Uh, what else do you want to hear, Callan, from my list? Is there anything we could go on and on? But is there anything in particular you want to hear? Um, not from your character specifically 
Yeah, not that I can see there. Um, well, I guess there's one more character thing. Um, I don't know if any of you, well, maybe some of you can answer. Um, uh, how do you feel about your characters? current relationship with your family, and is there anything that you feel guilty about? It's my family, so... Well, same same <laughs> question to Athena. They're, they are one in the same. Yes. <laughs> that is it, so... Mm -hmm. Guilt family? Um, so, actually, actually, for Athena specifically, mm -hmm. um, for Kim, I guess... Mm -hmm. Seeing, coming upon several of these revelations, how do you feel about the family that raised you? Yeah, she's processing that. <laughs> I've written some notes out because she does, um, it's a piece of the puzzle, hearing that she was loved that her parents had loved each other and that she was a byproduct of their love and that there was actually a plan for her. She wasn't just, here's a baby. Someone take this baby. So it changed her perspective that there was a plan for her that these people had chose to raise her for her parents. So it's made her really uh, reevaluate what their... And and not necessarily if it changes her relationship with them, but it makes her see their it it just changes her her perspective of things. And so she does. She feels guilty for taking that for granted. Cause she always just like I said, I said disposable for before, and I feel like that's just her word. She just was like this burden that she felt. And so she was comfortable being a burden to them, more or less, you know, because she didn't have to worry about real yeah. feelings. Yeah, um, if you go back to the very first session um, with uh, with speaking, your character is not Athena, but I mm -hmm. think it was Tosh and Diego were having a conversation with Athena's mother. And there was a point where it sounds like I misspoke, but I didn't. I intentionally slipped up um, in character. Yeah, about, about how many kids that she has. Exactly, yeah. She said one thing, but then quickly corrected herself. So yeah, that's where Athena is. She's She's just processing all of that right now. Johnny is too. Um, anyone else, anything that you're, uh, they're all dead feeling about your family specifically or anything you feel guilty about. I mean, from, from Diego's perspective, like, you know, <clears throat> recently learning about his lineage and that his 
his family is is dead and that you know his life was uh hijacked by a demon basically um i think is an interesting uh industry point um and then um with um with Aelin, I I expressed this to I think I was telling Kimmy and, and Alexis about this, but um but like Diego has like a a growing I don't know if it's a concern or a frustration, but like um like wanting to do something about Aelin and like it was something that he wanted to do. Like we were going to Glacium to fix the the water crisis for the for the Ignea Plateau, and like in like in kind of in the back of his mind, he's like, okay, but like we're gonna go after, uh, like there was always this like wanting to just to leave to go after Aelin, but we kept having more and more things pop up that kind of superseded that. And um, and we're still in that same vein of like there's just these things that are just much more important in 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 scope, and so like um, Diego's having a hard time reconciling that because he cares very deeply about Aelin, and like it's just this like constant thought that keeps popping into his head is like is Aelin okay, and like you know. Like, shouldn't I be doing something about it? And like, I have to keep trying to reconcile that over and over again as we keep facing new and new, either threats or changes to the story, things like that. And so, that's been an interesting process trying to like figure out like when 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 is Diego allowed to make Aelin his priority when we're dealing with all these other things? So that's. That's one thought that I wanted to share that I've been trying to process. <laughs> well, my relationship with my siblings is great. <laughs> We've seen enough of that in the game to see like what, what that looks like and everything. Um, I'm really excited to see my dad at some point because there's been so much build up about, oh, my dad and about about him and i think that there's that's going to be fun to see play out assuming he's not dead by the time we get around to it i mean we'll see um but i imagine there's just a lot of like there's a lot of love there but there's a lot of headbutting um and there's also a lot of rio has a lot of guilt about obviously what happened with her sister so that's what that's where the guilt is coming from is if I had just gone home when, when I was told, then that would have been me instead of her. And then she wouldn't be in that situation. Yes, I'd be in that situation, but it wouldn't be my sister. And so she has a lot of guilt for neglecting her responsibilities and um, putting her sister in that situation. And then having to answer for it at some point, it's going to be me with my family oh sorry yeah um super complicated and interesting with dasco just still trying to understand him and figure out 
If I can but trust he's him. not your only family, though. Oh, I know. I'm getting there. <laughs> Just figuring out if I can trust him. Um, Rober's interesting. Like, I think there's still like that looking up to Rober in a lot of ways and trying to um, prove myself to him. Uh, but with my sister, um, that's a lot of, I think that's where Tosh would have any guilt with Amara and, um, just feeling like he wasn't there for her. He wasn't maybe in a place or a position where he could be there for her, but now that he knows where uh who she is and that she's around and just feeling helpless in a lot of ways but also hopeful um and just like wanting to understand like maybe not even being able to comprehend what she'd been through to get to this point where she's at in her life and feeling guilty that he wasn't there and being uh, be able able to be a part of it There's a deep connection there, especially with her being a, a twin. It would be even deeper than just that of a normal sibling. And he just feels like she's lost. Um, yeah, there you also have uh, a cousin. Big Neil. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Felix. And an uncle. Uh, with Igneal, it's been really interesting because, like, he, he did not like me. And, uh, but, like, we've definitely come around to, like, hey, you're pretty cool. Like, there's a respect there. Yes. Uh, I would say it's definitely probably, um, the biggest opinion change of any NPC that where that started out, you know, as uh, quite a hatred, um, butting into a rivalry when you arrived in Glaceum and ending in just mutual respect for each other. Yeah, and even care a little bit. Exactly. So, yeah, that has been really interesting. And then Uncle Unky, Unky, Unky Felix, as we call him. Oh! Yeah, just like, it's mysterious. Like, he's just like, who, who are you? How did you get how you are? And feeling like you don't, you know, you're just put into someone's life and the fact that you can attach, you know, family to it makes you suddenly have a deeper connection to these people than you would otherwise, even though they really don't mean anything to you yet. And, uh, but, it, but it, it, having that, having family attached to it just makes you want to know them and understand them at a deeper level that, you know, if you just met a random other person, it, it wouldn't be there. So they're family, but can you trust them? And then seeing the flashback, obviously, that Athena showed everyone and you just see like how uh 
complex the family that you're a part of is and all the different layers and a completely different life with the nobility and the and the the uh them being champions and just having all of this life experience that you're just beginning to understand. Um, it's, you know, it feels like a lot, but it's like, kid, I gotta, I gotta figure out what this is because I'm in this world now. Good. Okay. Um, now I want to know. Uh, does, does anybody want any further clarification on each other's characters or anything like that? You're muted. I know. <laughs> I would like to know about Diego's sexuality. I'm just <laughs> curious, but maybe so is he. So I don't know. So Alexis and I actually had the, had the conversation. <laughs> that So I, I actually thought about this for a while, but I actually think that um, given enough time and stuff like that, I think, um, I think Diego and Atticus probably could have had it. Like, oh my god! Like, like he loved, but like, yeah. I'm, but like, I don't know. I'm just saying that like he had very strong feelings for him, and I think that could have gone somewhere. But I don't, I don't know exactly. But like, and no, uh, you two uh, had a very good chemistry. Um, whereas. Uh, Tosh immediately saw Atticus as a threat <laughs> and uh, just was responded to him thusly. Um, but the two of you just got along just fine and even uh, collaborated on several things. It was definitely a bromance that was going on. Um, yeah. But uh, one thing, one reason why um, I definitely wanted to. Uh, show a change uh, one way that I wanted the Bebe did show a change I guess wanted to show a change same thing um, in Diego's character especially approaching uh, like interacting with strangers that uh, uh, Sylvia the 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 <laughs> armorer that yeah, yeah, yeah. seemed to hit it off quite well with uh, just uh, you can tell that he has a lot more confidence in certain areas. And even though he might not be meaning to, um, it seemed as if she was responding to it as flirting. Um, maybe, who knows? But, we'll but just, just in general, you can see Diego opening up in many facets. Tell him what I texted you, Kim, while that was happening. Yeah, she called it like as Diego walked like in. She's like, before, oh my gosh, the chemistry. Talk. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? What? <laughs> what is this? The, the, she's a chemist? What's happening? So fast. It was amazing. 
no, no, and then he knows how to turn it, it on when he needs to. <laughs> I really, I did, I really love that interaction though. It like was it was, great. it was a really fun interaction. And like, and that's, and you know, he yeah. got the discount. So you know, yeah, he, so, uh, yeah, that, that was his goal. And you know, at end of end of end of conversation. Yeah, say that again. We gotta have our follow up, our follow up uh, meet up after she's finished engraving my guns. It's true, and uh, I, I don't know if, um, a detail about her that wasn't necessarily didn't even come to mind until later when uh, he had come from that, and you guys looked to see who he was talking about. Uh, I decided that she was a purple tiefling. Um, then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to, just to, you know, a, a little extra. I, I felt that. Yeah. Kim, she, she felt heard. <laughs> she felt seen, I guess. Better. Felt seen. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a fun, that was a fun interaction. Um, anyone else uh, for any other character, like uh, any clarification that you're wanting? Any clarification we should be wanting? Yeah. Not necessarily. Just right. if there's something you're not sure about with a character or whatever. Feel pretty good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then um, the last of Alexis's questions that I wanted to hear specifically was: Does anyone have any theories on on the campaign? Mm hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. As as Alexis and Kimmy pull out their scrolls of <laughs> of theories. <laughs> Any that you'd like to share? Any anything that you think sounds fun? I, obviously, there's like, you know, head cannons and things that you you're not sure you want to share. But I mean, I like I definitely feel like we are we are the embodiment or like the next generation of the Knights of Virtue and the Traveler, like. My my theory is is that Athena will take that mantle of being the traveler, um, just with her connection to the other realm and like the interactions that we had with the portals. Um, I feel like that that was uh, like an indication to that. Um, and then just like and we've and we've talked about it too. Like we've seen like the um, parallels of the past deeds of the. Knights of Virtue and our group, like what we've accomplished and stuff being very similar. And so um, I was telling Kimmy this, but it's like, we're the next generation, but it's like, um, we're, we're kind of seeing a, a slight darker side to the Knights of Virtue. Like after they accomplished all those things, things started to kind of take um, a, a turn for the worst or just like a, just a different direction that, you know, has led to some, you know, different things going on in the kingdom. And I think like 
what I see for us as a theory is that, you know, we're coming in and kind of correcting the course of, of like what the Knights of Virtue should have been or like, like how they should have continued or carried on. Cause like a lot of us are also like the legacy of those individuals. So I don't know. It's just like, it's like fixing, I don't know, fixing your ancestors. (laughs) problems and stuff like that like or not your ancestors but like it's our it's our fathers and mothers birthright yeah cleaning up cleaning up their mess but anyways i just think that that's i don't know that's my over my overarching theory for the for the story right now but it's been yeah that's that's one theory for me Alexis has her note up of like how many? So I'm trying to pick what to say. Uh, I told Callan a couple. <laughs> My favorite so, is the Serady dog uh, theory. That one still holds water for me. Serady dog theory? <laughs> yep. Excuse me. Serady <laughs> is uh, Fidelis. Ah, ah, I see, I see, I see. Trapped in Fidelis's body. Just the, to keep her safe. There's no coming back from the dead, but reincarnation's definitely a thing in this world. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I've got a couple about Aegis that I'm just sitting on. The Aegis theories are. Um, I think Aegis either needs to be the wielder of the hammer or is the hammer. I don't know. There's something weird with him that we have not taken the time to explore, obviously. Uh-huh. We kind of already know that he pre-existed his metal body or he existed before his current consciousness. So that leaves me, I have a couple speculations about who he might actually be. Go on. <laughs> um. But given the last twist, that has other implications as well. Uh, so I don't know. I have written down that he might be Vivian's son. Huh. But I don't know if that matches the timeline anymore. But maybe. I don't know. It's just a thought. I also have that Eric might be Vivian's son, so. Hmm. Vivian's son is somewhere. We must find him. <laughs> That's all I care to share at this time. Thank you. Thank you. I need one that you need to tell me if I'm wrong about it, like, right away, so I can just know and, and stop thinking about it. So, Maybe. I can't, I can't. No, just, just do this for me. <laughs> okay. No, so Felix, in talking to Athena about the eighth token, said that it can change shapes, yes? Change its form? For her. Okay. And he described the coloring and that there was a symbol on it. And so I have a feeling 
that I have had that token with me most of my life. Okay, that's all. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting, that's all. Interesting okay. theory. Okay, cool. That's all. That was my only theory that I wanted to talk about. Kim had the Diego Tain theory very early on. Oh, yeah. 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 But Callum had his poker face up when she yeah, he did. He's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> Diego, <laughs> only Diego. <laughs> you shut your mouth. I'll <laughs> <laughs> <Told> you before. <laughs> No, no, no. If if you guys are, you know, picking up on the theories, then, you know, to me, all the better, because I am giving su- sufficient breadcrumbs, you know, to, to certain things. Um, uh, I don't want things to be obvious, but I also don't want them just to literally come out of nowhere. Uh, haha, it's a twist. Athena was a unicorn the entire time, you guys. Haha! See? You didn't see that coming. That's that's not a twist. That's just a subversion. And it's no fun. Oh, you need to tell me something that you want to see more of from Rio. More of. No. Please! Oh, oh okay, 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 okay. And all of us. Yeah. Did you guys while you were talking? I did. Oh. Um, what do you want to see more of? Yeah. I I asked that with everybody. More or less. Um, With with, uh, Cameron, it wasn't necessarily what I want to see from him. I was just sort of telling him to prepare to, Mm. you know, keep doing what you're doing. You're gonna have choices, um, but for Rio, I don't know. A lot of the changes that you've already been making, um, I don't want to interrupt. You know, uh, you're taking it a very good direction, and I feel like I would, I. That's the reason why I don't really have anything to say to you right now. Yeah. Okay. Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Um, you told me to specifically ask about the passion and the kopesh during this so that you would explain it better and so i wrote it down under your notes as like just explaining how people are accessing the power in their tokens i don't know if it applies to if you want to talk about everybody but you specifically told me to bring up the kopesh right i i think since we talked about that it came up a little bit more in game and i was able to give a little bit more expounding upon it but yeah, I think I think um, something that Rio or possibly Alexis was worried about was that um, 
that uh, her character would have to change in such a way that it, you know, basically, uh, not even character, but even like class per se, would have to change just to fit the weapon more appropriately or something like that to, you know, access it, to be able to use it. But it was more about, you know, her character having the right level of passion, being able to um, discover that's what it takes to unlock this particular weapon was passion, to show you have the drive um, to explore lore to uh, learn just uh, to express I'm pro that's probably the, the uh, key dynamic is expression and being a, and you were feeling so many things in that moment that you needed to let out and that catharsis was what sort of activated the Kopesh in that moment awesome with mm -hmm. Diego's it was you know um, being willing to uh, sacrifice because it's more um, his was more dependent on um, people being willing to humble themselves in a way I guess go going forward with the tokens and stuff like that like is it I guess, like, the tokens kind of, like, expect you to kind of continue that same, like, um, like, obviously, like I, like, I know for myself, like, so long as I'm doing this, like, I'm, I'm blind, like, that's it, that's it, like, locked in, like, that's not just gonna just clear up after a couple weeks, so, like, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul with that, um, but I guess, like, going back to Rios, though, like, with the, the passion, stuff like is it going to like demand uh, that of her like or is that something that's just like it's just like it's locked into that element of her but like her actions won't like affect the usage of the tokens like i was just curious if like if our actions are going to like either improve or impede our our usage of them or how we utilize them um so there's more to them i'll just say that cool <laughs> thank you you've attuned and stuff and they have these abilities but Interesting. Indeed. Weird. <gasps> what? I have a note about that on my phone, too. <laughs> say it. Nope, not going to say it. I'm sitting on that one for a little bit longer. Alex <laughs> is like, 25 more sessions? I got my theory locked in. I'll let you know if I was right. Here's a question for you, Callan. Shoot. We're 50 sessions in. 
How far through the campaign would you say we are? That's a good question. Well. I have no way of gauging that. Let's just... uh... Um, this, so, I guess, um, the story could continue at its current pace, or if, you know, like, I got diagnosed with terminal cancer, let's, let's wrap this up within the next six months, sort of thing. I, I could do that. I wouldn't like to, but I could. (laughs) This is my last campaign, guys. (laughs) Um, yeah I'm not sure how to gauge that there is definitely an ending but it's more about the journey uh, if that wasn't obvious enough already (laughs) If you couldn't describe this campaign as a trip, uh, I've not been doing my job. <laughs> um, I guess from um, maybe looking at that same question that, that Cameron posed, but from a different angle, like from like almost like a narrative arc, if you were looking at, at this like as a story and stuff like that, do you feel like where we're at in the arc of the story is... <clears throat> like a natural midpoint or do you feel like we're still before that? Or do you think we're past that? I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to like gauge from like a storytelling perspective. If you feel like we've, you know, I feel where, like where you, where you see us at, I guess is where I'm right. trying to get at. I, I feel like, um, This being session 50, if, I mean, genuinely, it's just been, uh, all this has been based off of a story that I've just been building, you know, um, just without the D&D portions, so that would all just be extracted. That's why I put on several restrictions, just so that it makes sense to me, uh, like the No Resurrection, for example. Otherwise, you know, what's the point in anything? <laughs> just bring it back to oh so and so died well you know no big deal we'll get to him later <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um where our last session ended is where i always imagined the first book to end like um up until leaving the plateau would be essentially act one and up until the trial would be act two and then everything dealing with the um, uh, you know the the long the long night the night of the uh, (laughs) the long night up until just now would be act three. Um, and that would be the end of the first 
uh, book is what I always imagined. In a 10-book series. <laughs> yeah, how many books, I don't know, because... Or it's still being written. That's what we're here for. Yeah. It's like, how right. many books is it? We don't know. <laughs> we're going to find out. out. <laughs> that's, that, that's really helpful, though, like, just, like, visualizing it from that perspective. Yeah, like, it's just cool seeing, like, like seeing arcs and seeing like uh, that that storytelling thread throughout is really fun. So, thank you. Was it the music box box in Felix's pocket during the flashback? Yeah, it was. It was the music papers. in Felix's pocket. What? Yeah. It was the paper. It was the, I know. The so he said he spelled something spherical, and papers don't feel spherical. I, I meant cylindrical. Oh. Cylindrical. Oh, spherical. Because oh, yeah, that's interesting. I did say spherical, and then I listened back to him like, "What the <laughs> hell am I talking about?" Crumpled <laughs> <laughs> up in a ball. Papers. <laughs> Important <laughs> papers. <laughs> this is how. This is how phonics. That they don't do scrolls. They just do cl- clumps. <laughs> Here's your official clump. There you go. Enjoy that. That's great. Okay, before we wrap up. Everybody tell Callan something that you really like that he's doing. What do you want to see more of from Callan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. More ages. More torture. <laughs> more real trauma. Please. Um, more transparency. Yeah. Way more clues. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for more. Oh, no, I'm ready for more villains. Let's 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 dive into Felix. More uh, you know, there's there's no other villains in mind. You know, uh-huh. I've, I've, I've revealed them all to you. You know, it's Bobbin, dude. It's Bobbin, mastermind. Diego Tain is scary, though. Yeah, like he's a really good bad guy because he's freaky. Yep. But more of that, more of the bad. <laughs> uh, it, well, you know, each villain um, has definitely posed a very specific threat. Um. Maybe in ways that you haven't uh, quite internalized yet. Um, obviously, with Diego, there's a lot more you need to Diego Tain. There's a lot more you need to learn about him. Um, you might have some ideas of what you know he really is, and you might be right, but you might. Probably wrong. Let's. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but even uh, uh, and, and he has a lot to do with. Um, you know, we probably count uh, Rio's sister uh, as one of the villains. They are sort of a pair. Um, and so they tie very directly with two of you. Um, 
and there is Morbash, who definitely uh, irks uh, both Tosh and mm -hmm. Diego in different ways. Um, and I, I, I definitely wanted to make sure that uh, whenever a villain appears, or if there ever is a villain, they they're not just a villain to one person. Um, for Eric, uh, Tosh should hopefully have a grudge of some kind. Uh, otherwise, it, Tosh needs to reevaluate how that situation unfolded. Um, but based on what Tosh learned about Eric, uh, he poses a very big threat to somebody else in the party. Hmm. Well, and then we had we had Savage and uh, and then the Green Knight. Savage plural. Yeah, Savage plural, but they seem to be taken care of for now. Interesting. Um, would Perhaps you, guess, you'll never learn more about them. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, I guess would Ara be included in in those villains, or maybe she's more like an I don't know, like an like a Oh yeah, I didn't list all of the. No, I know. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about her as a as a villain. Not that she's she hasn't done. I mean, she has done certain things. Like she she helped close the the portal. Mm -hmm. Like she helped do that. So that's definitely counter to what we what we were working on and planning. So yeah, I would say that's more uh, a difference between her being a uh, villain per se, you know, in the overarching story versus her being an antagonist to the party directly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she hasn't, she hasn't been that antagonistic. It's more. Buy me drinks. What's up with that? Rude. So rude. What a villain. What a villain. <laughs> Well, she she had a warning for you, if you don't remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think if we have any other villains. Stacey. Vivian. Potentially. I mean, potentially Vivian. Well, Dasko doesn't like my kind. so That's, that's true, fun. yeah. Dasko's a potential <laughs> to, to Athena. So that's concerning. Does parasites too much? Maybe the Russian guy, the Duke. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah he's definitely, definitely a villain. <laughs> Duke Tigre? He's he's a stand-up guy. I don't know what you're talking about. Specifically, he can he can take his pipe and shove it somewhere where the sun don't shine. <laughs> I don't I never want to smell it ever again. Oh. <laughs> Especially. That's why I wanted to give him super senses. Diego, just so that's going to be even harder for him to encounter, you know, in the future. now, and he just collapses on the, it's going yeah, to be I'm his imagine night. A, a, a combat encounter with him. It's <laughs> just yeah, made him woozy, but now it's like kryptonite for him. So, you know, yeah, it's his weakness. Diego, it's a flower. Calm down. <laughs> just clutching, clutching the, the Oculus scope, just like, 
like in a seizure. Why couldn't you take my sense of smell? Oh. <laughs> I would have been like, that's how I live right now. Right? <laughs> I want to learn more about your honest men too, Diego. I also want to dig into the Diego into doesn't know much about the honest men. He yeah, knows a little bit about the, the Dopplers, and the Doppler. there is a rivalry. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because like that was my my background as the Dopplers, but then right. I had a I had a new opportunity in life that took me away from all that. Yeah, I think the, the biggest villain of all is the magic shop owner Inglacium. <laughs> yeah. Gnome. Exactly. That guy. He knows things. I hate that guy. He took my ingot. Had shady stuff going on behind his... <laughs> that was you guys doing the shady stuff. That was that was the two of you. Yeah. We're, we're really affecting the reputation of it. Athena's voice. <laughs> yep. It really was. Mm-hmm. She just slipped right in there. <laughs> I went there. She's yeah, here. She's here. Present. Well, it's a very, very fun story, Callan. Awesome. It is very fun. Loving it. Excited for more. Can't wait for books two through ten. <laughs> yep. This <laughs> is keeping track of all the threads too. I she does it so I don't have to. It's also why the so, recordings are so. I just so started nice. doing that, and it's not even. It's great. I've not even scratched the surface. Do you want to hear them? Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. These are just threads that need to be explored at some point. Okay, honest men, and then I put Eric next to him because next to that because he definitely said the code phrase in jail with Tosh. Um, the monsters in a them. the Mal Magnetos Tenebri War, uh, the blackmailing going on in Half Home. I just put Eric's deal, just whatever's happening with him. His deal. Uh, how did Felix end up in a wheelchair? Felix knowing Tosh was Dasko's. Like, how did he know about that? Um, I want to know more about Dasko and Garaz's relationship. Because at one point it was kind of insinuated that like her getting pregnant was part of some bargain or something. It was a so, thing with the war. <laughs> with the war. <laughs> because remember they can't like the elves can't reproduce there. Oh. So there was maybe something- I could answer this or give a little clarification yeah. on this. Yeah. All right. Normally, that's the thing. Um, they are all there um, because, essentially, uh, like when you uh, went there, uh, one thing that stood out was there were no children and anything like that. Um, everyone who lives there is essentially barren. Um, and whatever uh, magics or whatever was happening somehow, despite that, Tosh and his sister uh, still came 
you know, into fruition. But just the uh, there, there is more to it. Um, I, I, I'm not going to give all the answers right now, but something was actively preventing that Ooh. from occurring and it happened anyway and uh her body could not handle it um it was either well before she called on vivian um she was going to die and there wasn't going to be her and the babies were going to die she didn't have the strength to do anything about it. Does that have anything to do with those statues around the outside outskirts? That's a thread. Does of it? Statues. You know, they have nothing to do with anything, so. The guardians, whatever. The wardens. Golem. Yeah, that's on here. All of in order all magnetos. That's on my list. Well, isn't that what we saw in the vision that they were keeping them in? Isn't that like what they, they face inwards, in? not outwards? Yeah, they face in. Yeah. So, what did your mom do, Tosh? Well, the Tosh knows that the people can come and go freely, and you know. So, what is it keeping? I don't know. Probably not. I, I probably haven't. Uh, I'll, I'll have to make. I'll, I'll have to make something up. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my what mom. Did saw me in that vision. She saw something. She was did looking. So Serades, just everything about that. Uh, Vivian's token. We've just never asked if she wielded anything or. What she would have. She was part of the Knights of Virtue, but everyone has a token but her. We've not even explored that concept. The Black Lion that was following Athena around for a minute. Uh, whatever the heck is going on with Athena's legs. Whatever is being suppressed in Athena. Um, werewolves in Half Home. Diego Tain and Kila. <laughs> Gregory Nahilo. Whatever ends up happening with the baby dragon. Uh, there's an open portal in the mountains. There's a piece missing out of the Glacium Mountains. The golem's facing inward. Uh, the piece in Mount Magnetos with the Electrum Exchange. So just whatever blackmailing's happening there. Because because the Knights of Virtue orchestrated that. So that seems really sketchy. What? Um, the fog was being being generated by the petrified trees, which is weird. Um... Oh, yeah, and it's a virtue setting up an illicit deal with the Dopplers. There you go. That's the running list, but it is nowhere comprehensive. Those some really good threats. Griffins attacking people. Griffin, what Griffin attacks. <laughs> no horses. <laughs> oh, and the king of Fallen. I'll just add that right now. Yeah, What's king the deal with the king? Yeah. Why don't we know him? Okay. What does anybody know about the king of Falnix? Anybody nothing. know anything? I got zero. And nothing. Do you know the most? What's his name? Oh. Do we know his name, Callan? 
We don't know. Tell us the name. I've told you the name. I'll have to check because I can't remember off the okay. top of my head. So that's real. What you told us then was real. I had it written down somewhere far away. Oh. I just know that he had a son that was engaged to somebody who ended up married to somebody else. Ooh. Who? Me. I'm- who knows? You know, it's a probably not it- anybody important. Yeah, I didn't know there was a prince. In the kingdom. A young prince. Uh, hold up. King Ivar. Ivar Gryphon. How do you spell yeah. that? Well, Ivar? I-V-A-R? I-V-A-R. G R Y P H E M. Ivar means archer or bow warrior. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! We're off to you because immediately you're gonna Google the names now. <laughs> we know things. So, so Barrio, you're saying that the the King Ivar has a son, like a prince that's. Did Mary. you just call me Rio? Did you call her Rio? Sorry. <laughs> We're just getting late. Story stuff. Debbie just blurred the lines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yes, he had a son who was engaged to... Um, oh, what's her name? I don't know. Should I not say it right now? I can say it. I can say it. Sure. You can know, but just remember to bring it up again. Sure. In-game. Uh, his son was engaged to... The Duchess of Lux. Duchess of Lux. So null. So null. The Okay. But she. But she's with a. But she's with this. The the tiefling. So that did not work out. She called off that patrol to marry her wife. And then, do we know anything about what the prince is doing now <laughs> after that rejection? Stewing. Stewing. <laughs> Just pouting somewhere. <laughs> I don't know how long ago that happened, so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to move to Effigium and call myself Diego Tain now, and I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm going to be a demon. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Zone of Truth, Session 50. We hope everyone enjoyed it. All of you loyal, faithful listeners out there. We don't know how many there are, but we appreciate you. You are seen. You are loved. (laughs) And uh, perhaps we'll make a way for you to contact us. Who knows? (laughs) We'll uh, do this again in 25 more sessions. D'Artagnan's out. Nice. Beautiful.